welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the All Things Freelance Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Walrack. Okay, so today we have Maya Capasso on, who has cracked the code on cold pitching. She sent her first cold pitch a little over a year ago, and before long was getting clients left and right. So I know cold pitching is like a black box to many writers, um, and a lot of us avoid it like the plague. (laughs) Um, It's common to not know how to start, what to say, who to email, and um, dealing with rejection isn't exactly fun. So Maya's here to shine light on the topic and help us all close more clients. So Maya, thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. And can you tell us a little bit about your journey with cold pitching and how you kind of got started and figured it out? Yeah, sure. So I fell into cold pitching basically because I was tired of scouring job boards, looking through Facebook groups, um, and applying for different jobs that, you know, I'd spend so much time on the application, um, and I, you know, I wouldn't hear back, um, or I would, you know, apply for jobs that didn't pay the rates I was looking for, and, uh, you know, I got really tired of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I did some research and I, I was listening to some podcasts and asking around in Facebook groups and um, people started suggesting cold pitching to me, um, which I had tried a little bit uh, very early on in my freelance career, um, but it never worked out for me. So I was kind of avoiding it, scared I would be rejected, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but when I did more research, I realized I was not really doing it right. Um, I had this misconception that um, the best way to cold pitch is to send masses of similar email to like hundreds of companies offering my services, sharing my experience, and, you know, leaving it at that, those messages didn't resonate with the people who were receiving the emails. And I learned that from some research. And I realized that cold pitching works better when you focus on the potential client and what they need and how you can be a solution to their problems. So once I figured that out, it really started working for me. And the the first pitch I sent out actually using this, these new techniques that I learned, I got a response within an hour and I secured a client within the week. So that was super exciting. I know like that, that is like, I was shocked. So that was really a moment where I knew I needed to keep doing this and learn more. And, and I wanted to help other freelancers learn to do the same thing. You know, it, it, feels so inaccessible to cold pitch or so salesy and kind of wrong in some way. But, you know, it's really a great way to connect with potential clients and find, you know, actually make the opportunities for yourself instead of relying on opportunities that are already out there. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's a great point. Like, you know, as freelancers, a lot of times it's like, 
what job boards can I check or can I go on Upwork or, you know, what's already out there and cold pitching kind of puts you in control. But also like I was in sales before I became a writer and we used to have to do cold calls. So we would get lists and we would have to call to try to sell them. It was business phone plans. Mm -hmm. Um, And the average conversion rates are like 3%. So just imagine you're calling a hundred people and you're getting 97 no's. I mean, that's brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I can imagine it's, you know, something similar, a similar uh, rate with uh, cold emails. Right. It's it's all across. That's kind of the general cold pitch conversion rate is around 3%. So, I mean, anything you can do to try to change that, you know, I think yeah. it's definitely worthwhile and will save you a lot of time. Yeah. And anything you can do to stand out, uh, you know, make, making a pitch that isn't that traditional model um, mm-hmm. will stand out from all those pitches that are like that. Um, and cause you know, there are plenty of those out there. So um, the more, you know, personalized and well-researched uh, and timely the pitch, you know, the more likely you'll connect with the employee on the other end. Right. Get that interest. So with that in yeah. mind, so can you tell us more about kind of the technique that you figured out your for- secret formula? Yeah. So it's all about centering the client. As I said, it's a process that you do a lot of research on the client. So it's it's taking a, a smaller approach um, or like a more single uh, focused approach than um, the traditional method. I have an example of a pitch that um, I could share with you if you like. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. And break it down a bit Um to, you know, point out the parts that I thought were successful. Um, So this is the pitch that I sent, um, that first pitch that I sent that landed me that client within a week. I'll give you a little context. So I used to be a babysitter and a nanny and a camp counselor. um, And I was on uh, this platform called um, Sitter City, which is like a a job like a job board for um, nannies and sitters to connect with parents and families. So I used that to find babysitting jobs a long time ago. I happened to be on their email list and I got this email. So this was right around the time that I was, you know, researching cold pitching and really getting interested in it and figuring out that cold pitching works best when you know that there's a need um, and that you can identify a really strong pain point. So Mm -hmm. I was on their email list and they sent me an email with a survey and I was uh, procrastinating a bit and I like filling out surveys. So I clicked on it and it was asking all these questions about resources that sitters could use uh, or sitters would want to see on the site. And that got me thinking like, hmm, maybe they're going to need some writers to you know, create that content, yeah. uh, those resources. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there's this opportunity just showed up for me. I'm going to send this pitch. So I 
wrote up this pitch and sent it out and I can read it for you now. Awesome. So the subject line was, I know Sitter City is changing things up and I can help. And here's the email. Dear name of the marketing manager, I'm Maya, a nanny camp counselor and freelance digital content writer. Just a few moments ago, I completed your nannying survey, and I noticed that you guys are looking into creating a whole new slew of useful content for babysitters. I worked with Sitter City to find nanny jobs in the past, and I loved it because it was free, safe, and had a wide variety of well-paying jobs I could easily apply for. I'm so excited that you guys are expanding to level up your platform. As an experienced professional writer, I know that takes a lot of work. Not only do you have to develop new content strategies and topics, but you will need to produce a ton of articles, newsletters, and advertisements to showcase your ever-increasing relevance in the online nanny, jo nanny job navigation sphere. I also know that work can ramp up quickly and the stress begins to pile on. That's where I come in. I've worked with 10 plus families to provide childcare. I was a camp counselor for three summers and I'm a talented writer with over a year of experience working with digital brands to expand their content creation. I would love to take some of the work off your team's plate and take on some content writing for Sitter City. And then I sent some links to samples of my writing. Um, and then I said, if you're interested in hefting a large chunk of that massive pile of work onto someone else's plate, please shoot me an email. Wow. I need a round of applause button somewhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. That is so powerful. Wow. Yeah. You nailed so that. They, they liked it. <laughs> I imagine they did. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I mean by what I'm saying. Um, you know, yeah. uh, most of it, you know, I'm, I introduced myself briefly at the beginning, but I, after that, I jumped right into talking about their brand and, you know, complimenting them, showing them I know what they do. Then I move into their pain point. You know, I know you're creating a bunch of new resources for sitters, so you're going to need more writers for that. And then that's when I segue into my experience and the services I could provide. And then at the end, just I make sure to leave a call to action. So I, I said, please shoot me an email, which, you know, a simple respond to me, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds like the perfect structure to that kind of email. I mean, the focus on them in the beginning, and it really just shows that you understand their value proposition in depth and their marketing strategy. You know, it's not just like, Hey, I'm a writer who can do this. Like you really show that you have business acumen just by the way that you talk about what they offer and what they're going through. So yeah, I think that's so powerful as a business owner. I would be like, Oh my gosh, come on my team right now. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the power of research when you, when you can do that in-depth research and understand companies' goals and their values, it's a lot easier to find that pain point and to, you know, find compliments that you can use to warm them up a little bit and 
yeah, I can't I can't emphasize enough the importance of research, research, research before sending out one pitch. Yeah. So how much time would you say you spend on the research per prospect? And that's a good question. Where do you look? Right. So I'd say, you know, it can take for for this one, you know, the research was I, I was familiar with Sitter City uh, before I sent the pitch, so right. um, that research was like over years. But I, I would say, like in general, for other pitches that I've sent, probably about one to two hours. It's really, you know, it doesn't take more than three hours, I'd say, to get do enough in depth research and craft the pitch. Because uh, especially, you know, if you know where to look, so that can be, you know, checking out, looking at their like, About Us page to see, you know, their values and their goals and looking at their social media. So seeing what they're posting, are they posting content? Or do they have a blog? And, you know, sign up if they have an email newsletter, sign up for that. That was really helpful for me landing that first client. Yeah, and and you know, um, you can even just Google them, look at any news articles that pop up, just you know, anything you can find online that can tell you about the company's website, you know, looking at their strategic plan, what what the potential client could use from you. Right. Very cool. And so since this does take a bit more time per prospect to invest that time into getting to know them. Do you have advice on how you go about choosing who you're going to research and who you're going to target? Yeah, so that is definitely tricky. There's so many businesses out there within every niche that, you know, it's hard to identify the ones that are most likely to respond positively. But what I found is looking at the company's finances. So if you can find out that information uh, to see, you know, how much income they make every, how much profit they bring in every year to see, could they afford your rates? Could they even potentially, is that even, is it even worth looking into that in the first place? Mm. Um, yeah. And then another thing is, is it the right time? So like I was talking about earlier, that's really important to see, you know, if there's new things going on, new programs, launches, um, that's a great opportunity to kind of insert yourself in there. And the last thing is to ask, does the company value content? Are they, would they even be willing to do they see what do they see the purpose of paying for my services to help them um so yeah i was going to ask you a little more on that so what what are the would you say are the big things to look for to that are like okay this person definitely gets the value of content yeah so see so to look and see what pre-existing content do they have on their site or on do they share on social media? So do they have a blog? Do they have a podcast, uh, email newsletter? Is there well-written copy on their website? All that kind of stuff. 
um, see if they value content. Um, that's a great way to examine that, I'd say. Okay, cool. And so we talked about how to choose clients, how to do the actual pitch. So for the audience, what, just to kind of recap on the the components of the cold pitch, what would you say are the key things that they should make sure are in there? Right. So the subject line needs to be relevant to the company you're pitching in some way. So they, they know you're actually targeting or trying to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And also throw a little bit of intrigue in there uh, to try to entice them to click. And then at the beginning, you know, squeeze in some compliments about the company. uh, While I point out, you know, that I know about them and that um, I've been following them and they're that I like them and what they do. Um, And then then that's when I'd move into the pain point, um, the client pain point. So what problems do they have? What goals do they have that they need help fulfilling? Um, and then, you know, really flesh that out. And then you can trans- transform that um, and bring it in, bring yourself into it and bring in your services and how you are the solution to their problem. Um, and then I'd send some samples and, you know, if you're just starting out, they don't have to be published samples. You can, uh, you know, publish something on Medium. You can um, send a PDF, uh, you know, that you just wrote on your computer. It, It doesn't have to be anything fancy if you're just starting. And then leave a call to action at the end, um, to encourage them to respond. So I think those are the central components to the pitch. Perfect breakdown. Cool. And then, so for writers who are like, okay, this sounds awesome, but I don't really want to get rejected or I don't know if I'll be wasting my time or if it will really work, or I don't feel like. I'm a real writer yet. Can I really sell myself? You know, people who are dealing with those sorts of kind of obstacles as they're getting into pitching, what kind of advice would you have for them? Yeah. So it definitely is a mindset thing. There was a big block for me, definitely at first when it came to cold pitching. And I, you know, I felt a lot of those things like the imposter syndrome and, you know, fear that, no one would ever res- even respond to me or um but you know this is simple advice and it's easier said than done but you know you just you have to do it and and remember you know, when you're applying for jobs there's still potential for rejection you're still selling yourself but you don't have the control um mm-hmm. so Thinking about the aspect of cold pitching as creating opportunities for yourself rather than seeing it as an obstacle, that helps me a lot. Yeah. And I would say your approach is more like warm and fuzzy pitching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it doesn't feel quite so uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, it's 
it's a lot more about building relationships and, you know, helping people um, because it is really about, you know, if your pitch does land, then the potential client's going to be really excited that they have someone who can help them now, who can do the work for them. And they didn't even have to reach out and find someone. They Someone yeah. just came to them. Like, that's a great feeling. Um, yeah. So it's, you're not, you're not selling yourself to them. You're offering to help them. And, you know, they're a company. They can, they, they pay people. It's, it's okay. So. Yeah. And it seems that. like even if they weren't going to hire you, like when you send a message like that, it seems like the response would be, it's not going to be like, no, leave me alone, you know, or unsubscribe me from this list. <laughs> it's going to be like, thank you so much. You know, we're not interested right now, but maybe in the future, something more like that. Yeah, definitely. Like I've never had a rude response to a pitch. Um, You know, the worst that happens is, yeah, either like, no, thank you, or just no response. Um, So, you know, that's, that's the worst that can happen. Um, Just reminding yourself that can help too. Yeah. And do you follow up if people don't respond? Or is it like, you move on to the next? Yes, I definitely recommend following up. That can be very helpful because you know, you never know what's happening with the other person on the other end. They may have missed your email. They may have got it at the wrong time um, and aren't really ready yet and then forget about it. Um, so reaching out, I, I reach out uh, twice after I send a pitch that um, doesn't get a response. Um, I reach out. Uh, the sec- or the first follow-up is um, a week, about a week after the pitch. And then the second one is like two weeks after that. Um, okay. So that, um, yeah, that's definitely worked for me before. And what do those follow-ups sound like? They're pretty simple. Um, it's just like, Hey, uh, I sent you an email a few weeks ago and then you remind them you might need something like this. I can help you out with that. And then just be like, leave another call to action and leave it at that. It can, that the follow-ups could be pretty brief. Okay. And then are there any mistakes that come to mind that you would tell writers that they should avoid? I think the biggest thing is, uh, like, this seems Mm -hmm. obvious, but don't insult the potential client, um, which could be, you know, you take a look at their blog and they only posted one blog post, like, two years ago, and it's the grammar is, like, horrible. Um, And then you tell them that, in you know in that way they might be kind of offended rather than want your help um so, yeah, you know, sure. making sure you phrase it nicely rather than uh like hey your blog needs lots of work <laughs> I've had emails like that before <laughs> and it's like really <laughs> it doesn't land well yeah it doesn't feel good to because it feels like the person pitching you feels like they're better than you. Right. Um, and that, that just never feels good. You want to be equal. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's a great thing to keep in mind. And then for writers who are listening, who would like to connect with you, learn more from you. I know you had mentioned your blog and your newsletter. Um, where else can they find you online? Yeah. So my blog 
is on my website, um, which is mayacapsrights.com. My blog is on that site, and you can also sign up for the newsletter. It's a free email newsletter where I send cold pitching advice straight to your inbox. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers, so um, I'm planning uh, to do a giveaway of one free hour-long cold pitch coaching session. Um, Everyone who signed up um, uh, for the newsletter by June 1st will be put into the running for that. So definitely make sure to be on there. Um, So yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, perfect. Well, and I'll include links to the to your website and blog too below the podcast. So if anyone wants to get there easily and didn't catch the URL, don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll be down below. So Maya, thank you so, so much for coming on. I really appreciate your sharing on cold pitching. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. I know that in a lot of the groups, I, we met in the female freelance group, right? Yes. For the first time. Yes. That group is so awesome. I love that group. Me yeah, too. It's the best. <laughs> uh, I'll link to that below too. It's such a good resource for writers, new experience. It doesn't matter where you are in your career. Um, but you know, something I see asked about frequently is cold pitching. People just, they know they should be doing it, but they're not exactly sure how there's no, you know, rule book out there. <laughs> Um, so I just, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this and I think that it'll be helpful for a lot of writers. Of course. Yeah. I am. That's one of my biggest goals is helping other writers learn how to cold pitch and make it work for them. So I'm so happy to be here. And that's a wrap on episode five of the all things freelance writing podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you to Maya for sharing all her cold pitching knowledge until next time. Enjoy your writing. (laughs) 